And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, September 2nd edition. Ten game on, on tap tonight, and I don't think it's going to be nearly as exciting as Tuesday night. My goodness, offense for days. Dickerson triple dong, Lazuna triple dong, LeMahieu double. We had home runs everywhere. It was like an Oprah commercial. You get a dong. You get Everyone gets a home run. It was craziness. Absolute craziness. Uh, Police Sack and Framber did the job that we were looking for. Uh, Ian Anderson was solid. So the three main targets we liked, they were all productive. It was just bats for days. And it was one of those nights where there was so much offense, high scores didn't even matter. Like I saw I saw some crazy scores, not even cash. It was just one of those nights. You've got to tack it up to craziness and move on to tonight's 10-game slate of action where pitching's not nearly as great. That's going to make things very, very tricky tonight. But we'll have a lot of places to attack bats. And then watch the weather. I'm not going to read them all off, but basically – from Pittsburgh East, the Northeast area and everything, there's slight chances of rain pretty much everywhere, some places more than others as the day goes on. So keep an eye on all that. The West Coast looks pretty dry. It's going to be warming up throughout the week into the weekend. Something else to keep in mind when you're building your lineups. But, uh, yeah, watch the weather tonight. Hopefully everything stays off. It's just scattered showers, nothing crazy. But there's a couple spots that look like they could get interesting. So keep an eye on all that tasty goodness. All right, let's look at the totals on this slate. Rays, Yankees, return of Charlie Morton, total of nine. Cubs, Pirates, nine and a half. Nationals, Phillies, eight and a half. Braves, Red Sox, waiting on that one as Mike Kickham looks to be getting the start for the Red Sox. God, keep playing the Braves, folks. Uh, Tigers, Brewers, total of nine. Indians, Royals, total of nine. Rangers, Astros, waiting on that one. Looks like Christian Javier is getting the start for the Astros. White Sox, Twins, nine. D-backs, Dodgers, Waiting on a total there because it looks like Walker Bueller might be returning from the IL from his blister issue. Just not sure how long he'll go. We'll talk about that in a second. And then you got Padres Angels total of nine and a half. So if you do the quick math there, we're missing three totals. We have seven totals. Six of them are nine or higher. So we should have some more offense tonight. Maybe not as explosive as last night. It's very hard to uh, to basically duplicate, but it's going to be a uh, a wild one yet again this evening. So let's get cracking at it. The pitching on tonight. So you got Mad Max at 10-4 at Philadelphia in a GPP, sure. Otherwise, I'm going to pass just like we saw last night. Obviously, Mad Max much better than your Mr. Patrick Corbin. But Mad Max has still had his hiccups as well. You know, he threw great at Boston, but then Miami got to him. Threw pretty good at Baltimore, good at the Mets, and got beat up by the Mets. Good at Toronto, good at New York. But it, it, it's just a roller coaster ride. So in GPPs, I'm all about Mad Max at 10-4. He's been better on the road than at home, so if you want to take that with a grain of salt, that's definitely something to look into. Uh, you got a Philadelphia team that when you're breaking it down, they strike out only 19.4% of the time versus right-handed pitching. They're hitting 265, which is decent, not great, with a 182 Woba and a 338 uh, a 338 Woba and a 182 ISO. So they're about average to a little above average versus right-handed pitching, but they don't strike out a lot, and that's very, very impressive. Now Mad Max isn't your average pitcher, so that's definitely something to keep in, in mind. So you could go to Mad Max. I'm not saying don't 10-4 on this slate. He does bring some very nice value. I'm just sure, not sure I'm going to be going there. Lefties are hitting 330, righties 228 off Max this season. So keep that in mind with Mad Max. He's definitely in play at 10-4, just maybe not my top play. Uh, Bueller's at 10-2. I'm going to pass just for the fact that he threw like a 40-pitch 40 bullpen over the weekend. I don't know how far he's going to go. We were all jacked up that Bueller was finally extended, going to be good to go. And then he gets a stinking blister. And it's like, well, here we go again. Let's back up the train. Let's start over. Let's restretch out Walker Bueller. 
So I'm going to have to sit back and watch. At 10 2, I can't take that gamble. If he was ready to roll, we'd be rocking and rolling with Bueller tonight. I just can't go there at 10 2 with so many question marks. Unless something changes throughout the day, I'm going to have to pass. Danellis and Lamette, $9,900 at the Los Angeles Angels at Anaheim. This is one we can take a peek at. He has a 164 road ERA this season, 263 at home. He's been pretty good, period. But uh, well over a strikeout per inning going on this season for Lamette. Coming off his worst start of the year against Seattle, five innings, three earned, uh, six Ks for 12.5. Prior to that, he's 22 points or more in three straight starts. He's been very, very good this season. He's facing an Angels team that was offensively challenged for the most part this season. Uh, when, when you really break down the Halos, they're striking out 21.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching, 250 average, 186 ISO, 337 Woba. You know what that sounds like? That actually sounds like a similar stat line of the Philadelphia Phillies, but more strikeouts. We're giving the bump to Donellis and Lamette tonight. I, I like Scherzer. I don't hate it, but I'll take the savings with Lamette in a game where I know the, the rain's going to be out of the way. Um, lefty's 293, righty's 280 versus Lamette. Scherzer's got the higher ceiling. Never going to question that when it comes to, to facing Lamette, but I'll take Lamette if I had to pick the two uh, straight up right now. Zach Gallon at 9400 bucks at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, this is one that really intrigues me because most people will fade the Dodgers, fade the Dodgers. Well, Zach Gallon has been outstanding. 17 or more points in six straight starts. He faced the Dodgers back on July 31st, which seems like an eternity ago, but it really wasn't. Six innings, five hits, two or nine strikeouts for 23.3 points. Six or more Ks in all but one start. That one start was his last one against the Giants where he still threw seven and gave up one run. He's given up no more than two runs in any start this season. That is electric stuff. Outstanding from Mr. Zach Gallon. Now, it's the Dodgers. It's terrifying. I get it. They strike out a little over 20% of the time versus right-handed pitching, a 261 average, 254 ISO, and 361 Woba. So the Dodgers are good. I don't have to like really sell you on that part. I'm probably going to sell you on taking the gamble. Now, if you don't want to play Gallon in cash, I fully support that. I get that. That is a very uh, strong stance to take against the Dodgers. But uh, in GPPs, I'm a big fan. Lefty's 278, righty's 285 versus Gallon. He's been so good. It's one of those in a GPP, the upside is tremendous. The ownership should be super low because it is the Dodgers. and People respect the Dodgers and for good reasons. But this is that Gallon who's legit, might not be the NL Cy Young winner because you got guys like you Darvish and stuff, but Gallon's going to get votes. He's very, very good. And at 9400 bucks is a good spot tonight to put up some points for you. So 9K and above, I have Gallon 1, I have Lamette 2, and Scherzer is really close. Like He I, he could easily, if, if we look into more stuff and the weather clears up in Philadelphia and we see a bad lineup in Philly, Scherzer could catapult to 1. So don't write off Scherzer by any means. He's just been a headache right now. And the Phillies' bats are waking up. It's one of those, if I'm going to take a gamble on um, on, a, on a good pitcher facing a good team, I'd rather take Gallon for $1,000 cheaper than Max Scherzer. That's just kind of where I stand right now. But I can see the argument for Mad Max when we get there. In as we go down farther now, you got Spencer Turnbull coming off uh, a couple extra days off with the bad back, so there's risk here. The rest of the pitching is very risky, just period. Just going to throw that out there right now. And this is Turnbull in a nutshell. 23.2 minus 5.7 against the White Sox. 4.5 against Cleveland, 21. Uh, 23.1, 21.1. So we've got four starts of 21 or more, two starts of four and a half or less. 2.97 ERA coming into the seat, uh, in tonight's matchup. 3.21 ERA on the road. Faces the Milwaukee Brewers, who really just 
haven't had it this year. They're striking out 27.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 202 with a 143 ISO and a 278 Woba. On a slate like this where pitching is very, very murky, I have no problem going to the bull. I will I will play the bull tonight. I will roll the dice that people might be scared of with the bull. The Brewers have a team total of five. Lefty's hitting 331, righty's 309 versus Turnbull. It's risky, A, because maybe the back flares up again. B, because it's the Brewers and things can change. But on this slate at 8700 bucks, the bull, he makes this, the list of pitchers tonight. Uh, so we're going to turn to Adrian Hauser versus uh, the Detroit Tigers. I get it. The Tigers versus right-handed pitching is very, very bad. You can target them for sure. They're striking out 28% of the time versus righties, 240 average, um, 187 ISO, 312 Woba. They hit uh, they hit uh, Lindblom very well last night. You can go to Hauser if you want. Hauser's been off. Just going to throw it out there. He can be GPP play, but don't play him in cash tonight. Jose Barrios, 7900 bucks at home against the Chicago White Sox. Barrios is showing some big-time splits in the area of three at home and 7.2 on the road, averaging 20.7 points a game at home this season. He has not uh, he has not faced the White Sox since opening day where he got five runs on f- uh, four innings of work. He's given up three earned runs or more in all but three starts this year. It's been a roller coaster ride for Mr. Barrios. There's no sugarcoat in that, but he does have six or more Ks in three straight starts, which is nice. And the price tag is at least affordable. Usually we just crossed him off immediately because he was straight up just like too high priced. There wasn't even wasn't even an argument to be made when you broke it all down. But now he's facing a White Sox team tonight. He's at home in Minnesota, as we mentioned. White Sox striking out 25.6% of the time versus righties. That's nice. 256 average. Okay. 189 ISO and a 325 Woba. We know the White Sox can hit. Not sugarcoating it. We prefer the White Sox versus left-handed pitching, not right-handed pitching. We know Barrios is a headache. But at $7,900, there is upside with Jose Barrios. So I have no problem going back to Barrios tonight. So in the 7 and 8K range, I got Barrios and Turnbull. Those are my main two focuses. Hauser can be there, just not there. But it's shaky. Like I said, Barrios and Turnbull, there's a lot of hesitation with those two. It's not like smooth sailing when you look at those two pitching options. So just keep that in mind when you're going that direction. Now if we're on the punting train, this is where it gets even more funny. You got Tristan McKenzie. Uh, facing the Kansas City Royals. This is going to be a popular play tonight. McKenzie struggled at St. Louis, four innings, three hits, two earned, three Ks, only 84 pitches. Start before that, six innings, two hits, one earned, 10 Ks versus the Tigers on 80 pitches. So maybe we get 90 pitches. That's already one kind of shaky moment there. $6,700 isn't the most, uh, you know, it's a very good price point. You, there's a lot you could do there. He's facing a Royals team we know we like to pick on with right-handed pitching. Plesak was really solid last night. Uh, Royal strikeout over uh, 24.4% of the time versus righties, 232 average, 167 ISO, 303 Woba. So not a lot of power, limited batting average, decent strikeouts versus righties. That plays right in the McKenzie's wheelhouse. He was a little more wild in his last start, and that kind of affected the way things ran for McKenzie. But uh, facing this Royals team, team total of 3.9 currently is one of the lowest on the slate. It's like the second to third lowest on this slate. Right now, we're still waiting on a few other totals, obviously, but very, very low stuff there. Uh, in his two starts, lefties hit 304, righties 204 First, McKenzie. There's a lot to like with McKenzie at 67. Just also know it's like with Sixto, we were always big fans because we knew what Sixto could do. McKenzie's got the the volatility at times, but the ceiling's huge at 67. So I'm a big fan of McKenzie at this price point. I'd almost even play him in cash just because of the savings. And the. I think he's got the similar 
similar floor as like a Turnbull and maybe even a Barrios tonight, which is really weird to say. But um, McKenzie's got that upside for sure against Kansas City. The other guy to keep in mind is Joey Musgrove at $5,700 coming off the IL. Uh, he's, he hasn't pitched since August 4th, so keep that in mind, where he got blow, blown up by the Twins. But prior to that, he pitched great against Milwaukee and great against St. Louis. He got you 16 or more points in both those starts. He's 5,700. Like, if he can pull off a 15-plus pointer, that is tremendous. Now, we have to watch for pitch count information. They said he's been throwing a couple sim games at the alt site, so you'd imagine he's at least 80, 85, maybe 90 pitches. You never know. So keep that in mind with Musgrove. He's facing a Cubs team that's uh, starting to get going uh, also. Um, they're striking out. They're still striking out 27% of the time versus righties, 235 average, but a 222 ISO and a 337 Woba. We've seen the power. Ian has been crushing the ball. Schwarber's crushing the ball. Hayward's even running into it. Rizzo's Rizzo. We had a couple good games there, but that outfield, that's a scary situation to face when it comes to Musgrove because Musgrove's a guy that we know lefties can pick on. Um, we have a Cubs team with a 5.17 total. It's the highest on the slate right now um, because actually keep an eye on this. It might be Derek Holland. It might be Musgrove. I believe it got changed to Musgrove overnight. Um, so let me double check the MLB app right now because usually, not always, usually that's the most up-to-date pitching situation here. So this is a good radio and good viewing for you at home here. But, uh, yeah, Musgrove got the change overnight. So that's coming in. We'll have to wait on team total there. But we know lefties can hit Musgrove just fine um, when breaking it all down. We'll look at Joey Musgrove's numbers right here on the old fan graph machine. We'll check out the splits here to give you a better idea of how he is faring. But facing left-handed hitters um, this season, very limited sample because he only pitched two and a half games basically. Like last year, lefties hit 270. The year before, 277. He's given up a 334, 331 ISO the last two years, respectively. He's given up um, over a home run per nine, striking out less than 19% of lefties. So lefties can get to him, that's for sure. When you look at the right-handed side of things, a little different, 239, 233. So you want the lefties versus Musgrove, as we expected, but there's your little stat uh, stat dive to make it a little justifiable for you. But a $5,700 Musgrove, Keep in mind, watch the pitch count. So McKenzie Musgrove down below. Recapping your pitching, it's ugly. Ugly pitching slate, but I like Gallon, I like Lamette, and I like Scherzer, especially if we get the right lineup in Philadelphia. That's something to keep in mind. And if you want more help with that, join the Fantasy DJ Slack chat. It is free. Just give me your email. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. Check that out and also give a rating review on iTunes of the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Um, middle price pitching, Barrios, Turnbull uh, down below, McKenzie Musgrove. So I could see a lot of McKenzie Gallon, McKenzie Lamette, McKenzie Scherzer situation. I think McKenzie Scherzer is going to be chalk. So playing a Gallon or Lamette with your McKenzie can make things very, very unique on this slate. All right, let's talk pitching on this or hitting on this 10 game slate. And as you can tell, if the pitching is so bad, hitting should be very, very strong on this one. Uh, we're going to try to save some money at the catcher's position. It's hard to ignore Travis Day or Noah hitting probably fourth or fifth for the Braves against Kickham, the lefty. For the Braves, this kid um, making his debut, I believe, which is going to be huh, pray for him. My goodness, what a time to, to get your first start, kid! What a time to get your first start. Let's look up some stats on this kicking fella. That um, if they even have him in the system here, Mike. No, that's not him. Wow, they don't even have him on fan grounds. This is good. This is good stuff. 
Um, wow, that is not for the faint of heart. Let's, let's really try to die, like Mike kick him, huh? They have him here, but they have a Mike kick him in the system. Hasn't pitched since 2014. Yeah, from AAA for the Red Sox. So he's making his MLB debut. This is a good one. He's he actually made a couple spot starts for the Giants in 13 and 14 that were not good at all. Then he's been a journeyman in the minor leagues for the Rangers, the Mariners. My goodness, Kickham is 31. He's almost 32 years old. This is a good one, folks. This is good. Not a heavy strikeout guy in the minors. We're targeting him at 21% K rate last year, 21% the year before in the minor leagues. He gives up a um, uh, 12% home run to fly ball, 44% ground ball last year, heavier ground ball the year before, high ERA, high FIPS. Yeah, this is fun. We're going to love me some uh, – some, some Braves again for the third straight night. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to ignore one Travis Day or note at 4600 bucks. That's going to be a good one to dig in on there. A few others to take a peek at if you want to save some cash, though, because that would be the one to pay up for is Day or Nod. Uh, otherwise, we go down below 4K and probably down even farther. But Austin Nola's one because the Padres are going to be a fun one tonight going up against Julio Tejeron, who we love to pick on. That's for darn sure. The Padres have a 5.14 total, second highest on the slate. Lefty's 327, righty's 315 versus Tehran. It's going to be a short outing for him, I have a feeling. So get in there and get in often. Austin Nola at 36 is in play for you tonight. Going down even farther, though, uh, Trevino versus Javier at 29. You could look that direction for the Texas Rangers or just go down to guys like Jacob Stallings at 26, who we like to punt with. Uh, Jeffers for Minnesota at 26 versus Ronaldo Lopez. Grayson Griner, if he's in the lineup at 25, he went deep last night. He's always a nice value. So see who else pops up in the value department because there will be more that uh, show up tonight. But the guy you're paying up for is Travis Darnold. Otherwise, you're probably punting on this slate, as usual, at the catcher's position. Uh, first base, we go to Max Muncy at 54. Probably not going there, but you could go to Freeman at 53, who extended his history to, I believe, 15 games last night. Continues to just rake. Um, he's hitting 303 over his last in. So some of them are small games, but he's got double digits in three straight games and four of his last five. Um, big part of that Atlanta offense. Probably not the most – he won't be the most popular part of the offense today versus the lefty, so keep that in mind. But a lot of bad Boston bullpen to come after that, like we saw last night. So Freeman at 53 is one of your pay-up targets this evening. Uh, Miggy Sano at 48 versus Ronaldo Lopez. You can definitely look there. The White Sox should be another big play tonight. Team total above four. Um, why do no, I'm looking at the twins? Twins should be popular. Keep going close to five. Lefty's 368, righty's 338 versus Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, going down a little cheaper. Um, uh, I, I want to play Christian Walker versus Bueller because I don't think Bueller will be in there for long, but it's risky. I'd rather save 100 bucks. Eric Hosmer at 42 versus Tehran. We love the lefties versus Julio. That's a nice looking play there. Uh, Mitch Moreland at 4K versus Tehran as well. Both good looks there in Anaheim where it's going to be heating up a little bit. Wind looks to be blowing out potentially as well. So both those guys in play. I kind of prefer Hosmer over Moreland. Both really good spots. We know how much Moreland crushes right-handed pitching. Uh, below 4K, though, you could look at Candelario if you're going to stack Detroit. He's 38. Uh, Mike Chavis versus the lefty Erlin at 37. Red Sox uh, Braves stack is very much alive tonight. Red Sox have a uh, team total. Where are you? should be pretty high on this. Oh, we don't have it yet. Duh. But um, lefties hitting 354, righties 330 versus Robbie Erlin. So lefties, righties, it does not matter. Um, G-Man Choi, not tonight. But I mentioned Austin Nola earlier at 36. He's intriguing. Um, Edwin Rios, probably not going there either. 
Ryan O'Hearn, if you're not using McKenzie O'Hearn at 32, is a GPP play only, GPP only. And then Bobby Dahlbeck, first base, third base, 2,500. Homer in his first game, hasn't done much the last couple games, but going up against the lefty Erlin, he is a very good value at 2,500 bucks. I got no problem going back to Dahlbeck tonight. He's always a big strikeout risk, but the power is there. So, yeah, look at me some Bobby Dahlbeck at 25. That's a that's a good-looking one. Uh, second base position, you got Brandon Lau at 56, but Cattell Marte, Keston here at 52 is very intriguing. If you're not using Turnbull, I could see that being in, uh, in a play for you. Um, you got DJ that may you have a double dong. He's 45 versus Morton. We don't know how long Morton will go, so keep that uh, in mind as well. But you can probably save some money at the second base position as the top's not that great. But you got Rake Cronenworth at 3800 bucks. That's a good value versus Teheron. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Chavos earlier. You can go down like Kevin Newman at 36. I still would rather have um, Cronenworth at this price point unless you just go down even farther and see what values from like a Derek Dietrich and a GPP at 32 is interesting. Nick Solak at 31. I can get behind that in the middle of the Texas order in cash as well is in play. Um, other than that, you have to check lineups. There's not a ton here that stands out. You might just want to pay for uh, Mr. Cronenworth at 38 and move on if you're not paying up for like a Keston Hira in tonight's matchup. Third base position, Devers at 52 is very much in play versus Erlin. Uh, I like that quite a bit. J-Ram versus Junis at 49. J-Ram uh, went deep last night. Cleveland should be another popular play tonight. They're so inconsistent, it's annoying. But a team total above five, lefties 354, righties 328 versus Junis. So J-Ram at 49, very much in play after Mr. Devers. You got Machado, who's just been crushing everything versus Tejeron at 47. I like that quite a bit because everyone's going to focus on lefties. First Tejeron, and for good reasons, but Machado's been hitting everything right now, 4,700 in play for you this evening. And then you can slide on down, maybe a Gio Yershella at 37, but Austin Riley's still too cheap. He was 32, then he was 34. He's 36 tonight versus the lefty kick him. Keep going to Austin Riley. Keeps putting up double-digit performances. If you're looking for cash, this is your guy because you get to save money with a really good floor. That's double digits in three straight and four or five. He's just hitting everything. He's, he's hitting like eight or nine straight games. Um, Austin Riley at 36, still too cheap for tonight's slate. Um, other than that, Willie Castro at 32 is worth a look. Um, if you really want to punt the position, Isaac Paredes at 27, if you really want to punt the position, it's not a must by any means. But then Bobby Dahlback at 25 again. I could definitely go to Bobby Dahlback at 25 if you don't want to play Riley at 36 or pay up for a J-Ram or a Devers tonight. Shortstop position, Trey Turner, you can go back to that well at 55. Uh, Tim Anderson's interesting, but Trey Turner at 55, I can definitely get on board there. Tatis at 52 is a good look, but Bogarts at 51 might be my favorite play here. Only seven points last night, but the dude is just raking it right now, hitting 313 over his last 10 games, having a really strong season at 5,100. You got Frenchie Lindor at 5K, might be even better play than uh, than Bogarts. He's uh, homered last night. He's averaging 10 points over his last 10. Lindor at 5K versus Jacob Junis is a very strong look as well. You got Swanson at 49, had another big night last night. So it's it's tough to pay up for the big boys when you got Bogarts, Lindor, and Swanson right here at 49 to 51. All phenomenal plays in their matchups. Really, really good looks there. You can even make an argument for Carlos Correa at 48. I'd rather go Swanson, Lindor, Bogarts, one of those three, if you're paying up that high in the lineup. If you're saving and you're a believer that Musgrove is not ready to pitch these days, Javi Baez at 43 is interesting. Um, he's been very, very inconsistent this year. He's hitting 200 on the year, for crying out loud. Really isn't getting it going, but in a GPP at 43, there's a lot to like with Baez versus Musgrove. Another good savings I like is Willie Adamas at 39 versus Jordan Montgomery. 
Damas went deep last night. He's hitting 378 over his last 10 games. He's averaging 10.3 over his last 10, 24, 11, 23 over his last three. He's homeward in two of his last three ball games. Going up against Jordan Montgomery, raised up a 4.5 team total. Lefties 182, righties 366. Wind appears to be blown off the left field in New York in the Bronx. So Adamus at 39 is a nice savings at shortstop if you are looking for that. Uh, Willie Castro at 32, who we mentioned earlier, is in play for you uh, to save some cash. Elvis Andrews went deep last night. He's 28. He could be a punt if you're looking for one as well. But uh, I like Adamus as the cheap option tonight at the position. Heading to the outfield, there's always tons of arguments to be made here. you got Nelson Cruz versus Fernando Lopez. That's in play. Um, Juan Soto versus Wheeler's in play at 57. That That's definitely an option. Like Whit Merrifield versus McKenzie at 52, that could be really nice. Yellick went deep last night at 5K versus Turnbull. If you're not using Turnbull, Yellick at 5K is a very, very good play. I have no issues with that at all when looking at the Brew Crew. Again, lefty's 331, righty's 309 versus Turnbull. So if you're not using the Bull, Yellick at 5K is very, very strong in tonight's action. And then after that, you drop into the 4K range. Guys like Verdugo versus Erlin at 45, I don't hate the lefty-lefty because I don't think Erlin will be long for the game. So Verdugo at 45, if you're stacking up Boston, good low ownership play for you there. Uh, Georgie Springer at 44 versus Allard. Kyle Tucker, I'll go back to that well. He let us down last night. He's 43. You got Marcelo Zuna, who triple donged last night and gets another lefty. We know how well Ozuna hits lefties. He's 4,300 bucks. He's going to be chalkier than a chalkboard after it's used for a week in elementary school. But he's a great player, hitting 366 over his last 10. He had three homers over his last nine before last night's three homer game. Let's put it in, in perspective there. But he's been hitting the ball very, very well. Hits lefties really, really well. He's 4,300 tonight. It was amazing watching. I don't know if it was the new three batter minimum rule, but I think two of his home runs came off the bullpen off of lefties. In in the old days, those lefties never would have been in that game. So it's uh, it's the game we, we live on these days. But Ozuna at 43. Uh, he's definitely in play. He should be very, very popular. Uh, Max Kepler versus Ronaldo Lopez at 42. Good value in that one for Kep. Kep, uh, he hasn't been lighting it on fire like he was earlier this year, but still leading off for the Twins is always an option. So he's not as much cash viable as he is a GPP play or part of a stack, but it's still the Twins versus Ronaldo Lopez, which is something we definitely can get behind when we're breaking it down. They get lefties 368, righties 338. So Kep is in play. Hunter Dozier went deep yesterday. He's 42. I'm a huge Hunter Dozier fan. Listeners of the show know I'm a huge Hunter Dozier fan. I think he's in play for you again tonight if you're not using Tristan McKenzie and a good leverage play because a lot of people will be using Tristan McKenzie. Uh, you got Schwarber and Happ at 41 and 4K, both phenomenal plays. You got Schwarber, who's in the middle of the order. He had a, he went deep last night, 16 points, averaging 12.3 over his last. He has six home runs over his last 10 games. And then you got Ian Happ at 4K, who's leading off. He had 22 points last night. He's averaging 10.6 over his last 10 hit in 316. He has 22 or more points in three straight games. He has four home runs over his last three games. Both are great plays versus Musgrove. As we mentioned, you want lefties versus Musgrove. So if you just want to start out with Shorber and Happ, that's a great starting point right there if you're not using Mr. Joe Musgrove. Now, Jorge Soler, just like Hunter Dozier, very sneaky play versus McKenzie because they're going to get Cleveland bullpen after McKenzie's gone. So if you're not using Tristan, those are in play. Uh, Trent Grisham and Eddie Rosario at 4K each both bring some value to the table. Um, if you're looking at the Cleveland Indians, we talked about Lindor. We talked about J-Ram. Uh, Fred Murray is only 39 is a nice value. Very nice value. He went 5 for 5 last night with two doubles and a homer for 32 points. Uh, he's hitting 385 over his last 10 games with seven extra base hits. 
Uh, very strong play at 39 for the Franimal versus Jacob Junis. Good price point there. Um, and then you slide on down and kind of start filling your roster in here and there with players you're looking for um, in the right matchups, of course. Like Will Myers at 36, not bad versus Tehran. I'd rather go Nick Markakis at 36 versus Kickham. Hit in the middle of the order, hits lefties just fine. And again, Kickham won't be long for this game. Lots of bad Boston bullpen. So Markakis at 36 brings some really nice value uh, for your lineup. Uh, a few other like Michael Brantley at 33 is not bad versus Allard. It's lefty, lefty, but still a good look. Victor Reyes at 31 keeps leading off or hitting second for Detroit. He's hitting 356 over his last 10 games with seven extra base hits, averaging 10.7. Uh, went four for six with a homer last night. He has 10 or more points in three of the last four games. So at 3100 bucks, Victor Reyes, lots of value. I've been talking about from season long for a long time. He brings it for you. Nick Solak much uh, definitely there. Then other than that, you're going to find guys down here. Like if you really want to go Brett Gardner, you can. If La, if Wade Jr. makes the lineup for Minnesota, he's 28 versus Lopez, maybe. Uh, since you chew at 28, it's a decent value versus uh, Christian Javier. Chew put up nine points last night. Not lighting the world on fire, but does bring value. Ben Gamble at 27 is great value, leading off for Milwaukee of late, uh, hitting 407 over his last 10 games. Got seven more points last night, 7-19-7 over his last three for 2700 that's good value leading off for Milwaukee versus Turnbull if you're not a Turnbull believer. Um, Manny Margot in only 26 versus Montgomery. Margot's been swinging it well of late uh, also. And we mentioned right-handed bats versus Montgomery. So Margot at 26 is a decent punt in tonight's action. Uh, Taylor, uh, Tyler Naquin at uh, 2,500 is a good value. Jay Bruce is a good GPP value at 25 because we know Scherzer will give up a home run or two. That's all Bruce is going to do. So if you're looking, if you're playing GPP and you want to punt, Jay Bruce at 25, Bobby Dahlbeck at 25 opens up a ton for you. Definitely something you can look at. So there's definitely value to be had. Joe Adele's down there. How cheap was he? I just saw him a second ago. He's 2300. It's Lamette, so be careful. But 23 for Adele in a GPP, I could see the appeal. So definitely, and Byron Buxton's back. He's down here also. So lots of value if you want to get weird. I don't think you'll need to get that weird tonight. Like Gamble and Naquin are kind of the safer values, but there's a lot of good GPP value down below all right oh and it's uh, oh, myron kid joins the chat and tells us it's adamas's birthday today so yeah 3900 bucks for adamas makes things even more intriguing in that way all right everybody that'll wrap us up recapping your pitching uh lament and gallon i like gallon the most up top but scherzer's definitely in play don't sleep on the scherzer uh burials turnbull in the middle and then mckenzie musgrove down below so mckenzie with one of the three guys up top is probably where most of us are headed this evening, and for good reasons. When you're stacking it up, this is going to be a fun one. You want Atlanta versus Kickham and the Boston bullpen. That is simple. That's what you want. Boston versus Erland is very good as well, but you want Atlanta for the third straight night. We're going to keep going that direction. Uh, Minnesota versus Ronaldo Lopez is in play. If you're not a believer in Joe Musgrove, the Cubbies, lefties, especially Hap and Schwarber, are affordable and worth a play as well. You could play some Kansas City guys to be sneaky, but I prefer Cleveland, Lindor, uh, J-Ram, and Franville for sure. You got some value with guys like uh, Naquin and a few others. So Cleveland will be back in play for you. Love me some San Diego late night versus Tehran, especially from the left side of the play, but both sides of the play. Don't sleep on Machado and Tatis, of course. Even Will Myers is a little bit of love as well, but Grisham, Cronenworth's uh, cheap. Hosmer as well. Hosmer and Cash, Cronenworth and Cash definitely help you out a lot there. Uh, you could go White Sox versus Barrow. Tigers versus uh, Hauser is interesting as Hauser has been shaky. Uh, don't forget um, Victor Ray is nice and cheap option for you there. But your main stacks are Atlanta, Gitzer in Boston, and Cleveland. Those are your main three. 
tonight, but there's a lot to like on tonight's slate. Again, hit me up on Twitter at BD Intro with any questions you have. We have the free fantasy sports DJ and Slack chat. You can find this podcast on all your podcast platforms. If you could please give a rating review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. Also, go check out rotoballer.com where you can get the this video daily or Monday through Friday on the Rotoballer YouTube channel. Become a premium member of premium Slack chats, premium tools and articles, as well as their free articles at rotoballer.com. Use promo code Bubba for 10% off the package of your choice. But everybody has a great Wednesday. It is hump day, everybody. Let's get at it. Let's have fun. Let's get some more uh, offense going. Good thing Coors is on the day slate, so you don't have to worry about that tonight. But good luck. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, September 2nd edition. I'm out. (laughs) 